Hi, I'm Leon Deggs, and this is Man Blues. And in this episode, we're discussing anger. Is it something you need to confess to, or is it something that you just um, sort of take in your everyday stride? Anger is a part and parcel of daily life, um, and I don't just mean for me, I mean for everybody. I think anger is just something that we all have to face, we all have to deal with, we all have to manage. But the problem is, kind of speaking as a man, there are certain things that men are expected to do that I feel are a little unfair and can sometimes lead to the very thing they're trying to prevent. So for example, men are judged all the time, as are women. I mean, everyone's judged all the time. No one's any different. But the problem is with men is there are, like I say, these specific expectations and these ideals. For instance, um, if you're in a relationship with a significant other and an argument happens to ensue about you know, who did or didn't or who should or who shouldn't, when things switch from questioning to accusatory, it can get a little out of hand and emotions can fly and so can rage. And often you're expected to calm down. And being calm in the face of an argument or in the face of a situation that's making you angry is really difficult. Um, As I'm sure, if any one of you listening to this has ever been told to calm down in the middle of an argument, you know it is fuel to the fire. Because then you immediately want to know why it is you're being asked to calm down because, like, you're the irrational one. I'm not irrational. My arguments are 99% logic. 1% emotion because that's why I start the argument or even why I continue the argument because I'm going well no we need to understand this we need to understand that we need to answer this we need to answer that so I find the problem I've got when I'm in an an argument with significant other or whoever um, and I'm asked to calm down because their perception is that I'm getting upset and I'm angry and I just think okay fine if you think I'm getting angry and you think I'm getting upset what on earth could be the cause of that do you think? Could it be, perhaps, that your arguments are just so bad, so wrong, and so incorrect that you're making me angry by not listening to what I have to say? One of my biggest bugbears of all time is when I have to repeat myself. That makes me so cross because it just tells me straight away that the person wasn't listening in the first place. So often during an argument I say, but I just said, or as I just said, that's when my anger starts to climb. And my, that's when my wife will often say to me, oh, just calm down, you don't, you know, you're starting to shout, you're getting angry. So because you're not listening, those are my trigger points. Those are my flashpoints. But the problem I have with this, being told to calm down during an argument means that they want you to act rationally. They want you to act without emotion. They want you to act in a specific way that they don't feel endangered and they don't feel as though they're being attacked. Fine, I can understand that. I'm all behind that. That's absolutely okay. Then, the situation arises. You're out and about with your significant other. Something happens where a slur is made of your significant other and their expectation of you is that you go and chase that person down and beat the crap out of them like a hunter-gatherer would. You're not going to let him call me that, are you? Absolutely I am. Because you've told me during all my arguments to remain calm, collected and emotionless. 
The fact that this person has upset you by saying whatever they've said is not my problem. Why do I have to go now tap into my negative emotions to fix a problem that you've made? One of the worst things I ever heard was, are you staring at my girlfriend? Right? It wasn't said to me, this particular story, but it was overheard in a pub and I genuinely overheard this statement. It went like this. Person one says to person two, are you staring at my girlfriend's tits? Person two, no, I'm not. Person one, why not? That is a situation that is somebody, person one, is just looking for a fight. They're just looking for that rise. They're looking for that anger. They're looking to kick off. And the amount of times I've been in a scenario in a pub where a fight has kicked off, not that I've lived in the roughest of places in the world, but I've been in some pubs on what they call Black Eye Friday, which is the last Friday before Christmas. People drink too much, um, step up beyond their borders and what have you. The amount of times I've seen a fight started by a woman saying, are you going to let them get away with that? unbelievable but the man then feels that his manliness his manhood has been questioned so he steps up steps forward beats the crap out of someone gets collared by the police spends a night in the jail and the woman says to him gosh can't you keep your temper under control it's just so unfair on men it's a double-edged sword and you cannot win and that's where the frustration comes from you can't do right for doing wrong and that is so irritating and so frustrating and ironically spirals this whole anger issue that you may have into more and more anger because I find myself getting annoyed that I got annoyed and then I'll spend days mulling over things thinking why am I letting this bother me why am I getting upset again about something that I was already upset about that I've dealt with and is gone it was a week ago and I'm still thinking about it I'm still mulling it over still wondering what I should have said what I could have said So now let me tell you a little story about a scenario that I heard just to back this up. And this is not made up, I promise you, because I know people are going to hear this and they're going to think this is just one man's tirade against all women. It's not. It really isn't. I know I have argumentative temper, but I get annoyed that I get annoyed. This is the problem. This is what I'm trying to address with this particular podcast episode. I'm angry that I get angry. I'm angry with myself that I can't control my anger. The amount of times I've had fights and discussions and arguments with my wife over the 23 years we've been together, that each time I've walked away from it and I've just thought, why did you have to react like that? And I don't understand it. So, here's the story. I walk into the supermarket and these two women are walking behind me and I overhear her say, so woman A, let's call her Janine, And let's call the other lady Linda. So Janine says to Linda, "Um, so what have you done with your husband today? How come, you know, what's he doing today? And Linda says, ah, well, here's the thing. I woke up this morning and I asked him whether he was going to get on with doing the work in the house that he's been promising to do for the last three months. So every Saturday morning he's woke up and he said, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do this with my mates. I'm going to do that with my mates. And each time I've just said to him, well, what about the DIY stuff? So Janine says, oh, well, how did he take that? And Linda says, well, here's the thing. Um, I said to him this morning, are you going to go go out and do that thing that I've asked you to do? Are you going to fix that thing? Uh, and he's then thrown his toys out the pram and he's got really upset and angry with me because, oh, God, yeah. And then she just basically says, so I've left him in a right mood and I'm really pleased about it. I'm glad he's angry. I'm glad I've upset him. Leave him to stew. And when I get home, if that work's not done, he's for the high jump. Now, I overheard this 
and I thought, she's taking genuine joy out of making the man with whom she lives angry for the whole day because she knows that she's gone out she said, screw you, I'm going out to the supermarket, I'm going to go and buy some stuff, whatever, get on with it, Gary. So Gary sat at home, probably swearing, shouting, goodness knows what else, not doing the job very well because he's not calm. He's not calm. He's been made angry by the woman, the significant person in his life. The one with whom he's supposed to share these intimate things, have this love and this joy in this moment. And she's literally gone out of her way to anger him. She enjoyed it. She reveled in it. Wow. That is not a stable relationship. That really isn't. And there's, there's certain things that trigger me in certain ways. And I can't help being triggered by them. There's certain things that don't bother me at all. You know, people, you know, when you talk about men, uh, there's a certain stereotype about, oh, men, men are bad drivers because men drive aggressively, lots of road rage and things like that. I don't do road rage. I can't be bothered with road rage. I haven't got the time to get angry about people cutting me up in the motorway because we are literally all going the same way. And I'm not going to get there any faster if that BMW doesn't pull in front of me. It makes no odds to me. But I do get annoyed by little things. And sometimes little things can blow up into big things. And the problem is, I like to think of my anger as being contained in a warehouse. At the doors to this warehouse, I've got a guardian, like guarding my anger door. And sometimes when I'm tired, the guardian of that anger door is also tired. And that guardian sometimes lets things slip out that ordinarily wouldn't slip out. So I find when I'm not tired, I'm more amiable. So my anger is literally driven by my tiredness. As I discussed on the depression episode, that I'm somewhere on a scale, but my scale is slightly shorter. I don't necessarily have the full range of 0 to 10. I've probably got like a range of 4 or maybe even 5, and I slide up and down that scale, so I've got a minimum of 2 and a high of 7, that sort of thing. I think my anger is very similar. It ramps up. My anger ramps up in a direct relationship to my tiredness. They are on the exact same curve. So essentially, if I'm in that position where I'm tired. I'm going to be more angry. So, you know, as you go further along the x-axis, as tiredness increases, you go further up the y-axis. So essentially, it's not even a curve. It's probably just a straight line. It's not that my anger increases as my tiredness increases. That's not the case. But what happens is my anger is quicker to come out. The speed at which I get angry is faster the more tired I am. Because I find that when I'm not tired, what I've realized is... I'm using my energy to bite my tongue and keep my thoughts to myself and sometimes I mutter as I'm walking up the stairs or whatever. That's fine. But what then tends to happen is, if I bottle it up for too long, there will be a point where the Guardian gets smashed out of the way of the doors, the anger doors, because the warehouse is just too full. That's why talking about things, as ironic as it seems, because sometimes talking about anger makes people angry, but talking about things is actually quite important. Um, my wife is European, and I don't know if it's true of all Europeans, but the particular brand of European that my wife is means that she doesn't let things go without being spoken about, which means over the last 23 years, we've had some difficult decisions to make, difficult conversations to have, and then the next day, we've talked about them, about how we reacted in those situations. That has been immensely helpful, and I think, genuinely, that is what has set me apart from other men. Because when I hear these stories about what men are capable of, I'm always thinking, but I wouldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I mean, I remember years ago when I was doing my A-levels, I was doing a criminology course. 
and the lecturer on the criminology course was one of these students that was fresh out of university literally just finished teacher training whatever so I'm sitting there and we're talking about stuff and um, one of the subjects we talked about in criminology was um, rape and sexual assault I know it's quite a dark subject to discuss on a podcast about men's health but the statement she made was that all men have the capacity to rape I think she meant capability all men are capable of rape but we don't have the capacity not all men have the capacity to do something as awful as that I know I don't so she was of the opinion that all men have the capacity to rape and I really don't think that any set of scenario conditions or anything would come together that would allow me to even contemplate that so she was wrong um, and when I told her when I told her that I didn't think that that was correct she then argued with me and basically saying yes well humans are the only ones that rape I said, well, of course they're not it's all over the animal kingdom. I just find that, you know, it's all about perspective when it comes to anger. Um, you can let the little things get on top of you and become big things, but you can also lose perspective of them. Because, for instance, my son has not really had much life experience. I don't mean that in a negative way. I don't mean he's, he's sheltered or anything silly like that. What I mean is he's not lived enough life to have experienced enough heartache, heartbreak, He's not lived enough life to have experienced enough joy and, and sadness and things like that. He's never been to a funeral, for example. So in his eyes, he gets angry about things where I'm standing there thinking, what on earth are you getting angry about that for? That's nothing to get wound up for. There's way bigger things in the world to get angry about. But he doesn't know what to get angry by because he doesn't understand where his anger needs to find a place. And that's why I think it's, it's just so healthy to allow people to be angry about things and one thing that my wife and I have done that I cannot recommend enough is never talk about how angry and upset you got the same day you got upset and angry always talk about it tomorrow or later obviously don't leave it too long but if you talk about it on the day the person might still be very upset about whatever it was they were upset about so that is today's hot tip if you get angry, or if the conversation you're in gets beyond control and gets, starts getting out of control, I mean, obviously, don't be calling each other names. That's not pleasant. But, you know, if it gets to that point where you've got to, you've got to a level of anger that you can't really deal with and you just need to step away from the argument, step away from the argument, but don't broach it again that same day. Let the water flow under the bridge. I'm Leon Deggs, and I'm working on my anger issues. Thank you for listening. If you're affected by anything discussed on this podcast, please reach out to someone for help and support. Man Blues is not qualified to help, but we can listen.